Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake. And I'm Cheryl Gillum. We are now in our third episode of the series, Discipled by Algorithms. This is a series of conversations I had with a guy named Jason Thacker. He's a professor, author, and expert in the field of technology and ethics. If you've missed any of these episodes and want to learn more about Jason, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. This week, Jason discusses how we as a society have begun adopting technology so quickly that we fail to pause and ask how they may impact us negatively. Wow. Yeah. So full disclosure, doing the interview with Jason, when our producer was telling me about it, I was a little nervous. Mm. I didn't actually understand the whole idea of algorithms. And then the idea of how connected we are is a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. So a a great example is, and he talked about his children and how they use devices in the home Mm -hmm. or like the Apple Watch or devices Mm -hmm. that we use to remind us to stand up or get a walk in or hey, uh, your your email is vibrating your wrist every time there's a new email. I mean, right. it's crazy how connected we are. And how these different apps can con- connect to all of this as well, yeah. right? And so you can, you're just not even thinking about it anymore, right? And that can be problematic. <laughs> well, they and they learn your, your browsing preferences, yeah. your shopping preferences, yeah. your... What the things that you're just looking at, reading habits or, you know, the algorithms of your life. Right. Have you ever just said something about a certain product and then you go on a certain site and all of a sudden you see ads for that kind of thing, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, we know that you will enjoy this episode. If you are interested whatsoever in technology and how you can use it for evangelism, this is the series for you. That's good. That's assuming I'm as the song goes. No, you know, she'll be there. Sorry. (laughs) You guys ready? Yeah. Welcome back to Words of Life. I am Bernie Dake, and we're with Jason Thacker, the author of The Age of AI. Jason, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. We are recording these episodes because our producer read an article that you wrote. And it just made his mind go spinning into these different ideas. We're so glad that you're here. If you've listened to the previous episodes, you know already that the conversation really revolves around technology and the the idea of artificial intelligence and can we redeem that? And we're doing deep dives into all this stuff, which is one of Jason's specialties. Today, we want to talk about, you know, technology being um, assumed and assimilated. Now, I'm going to be honest for our listeners. I've always tried to be transparent. Even those two words together mm-hmm. w- with with technology, I'm not sure I understand what yeah. the statement is. So you say in the book, technology is often assumed and assimilated rather than questioned and examined. Help me understand that. Yeah, I mean, we live in a technological society in a digital age. Mm-hmm. Everything about our lives, in some sense, has been has, is incorporated with technology now. Whether it's our coffee makers, to our thermostats, to our cars, mm-hmm. to our devices that are on us, and often we kind of have this bent toward if there's a problem, there must be a technology, there must be an app for that. Yeah. Was the old Apple uh, phrase is right. that there's an app for that. And the idea is that when we see problems in society, we just naturally think there has to be a technical solution for it. 
And what I mean by that statement of that we often assume and assimilate it is that we just assume technologies all around us at all times. Gotcha. Um, and we just assimilate it, we, meaning we bring it into our lives and we don't question it. We don't ask the hard questions. We don't say, you know, not just can we, but should we, which is really the question of ethics, mm. is should we do something? Should we use this technology? Should I give this device to my children? Should I buy this new technology or this new experience. Um, and that's the question of, as Christians, I think we need to slow down a little bit in this an age that prioritizes speed and efficiency and going faster, better, stronger, and say, is this really the best thing for me? It may very well be. It may mm-hmm. be a very good application and a good tool that we should use. But I think one of the ways that we can cultivate wisdom, especially as a virtue in today's society, is to slow down a little bit whether that's misinformation online and just assuming whatever I read online has to be true, to slow down and verify, mm. to check sources, not just to share something without reading it. I mean, we can, that's a whole conversation we could have just about misinformation and conspiracy yeah. theories. But even goes into other technologies is just because we can do something doesn't, uh, doesn't mean we should. And that's what I mean is slowing down, asking those hard questions and questioning these technologies about what are they? What are they doing to us? How are they forming, shaping us like we've talked about in previous episodes? Now, for our listeners who, who are just getting to know who you are, uh, we've had the privilege of sitting around a table uh, over lunch and just kind of learning more about each other's family. And and you said something about your father that was kind of interesting related to technology. Mm-hmm. I don't want to uh, put you on the spot other than to say, you, you mentioned that your dad was an amputee mm-hmm. and there's technology that exists that could make his life better, but is is it worth it? Kind of frame yeah. that idea for our listeners. So I think especially in terms of medical technologies, um, we have uh, wonders that we never thought were possible whether it's overcoming cancer, whether Mm. it's um, being able to restore something that someone lost, whether it's movement or hearing or eyesight or what have you, is that technology can be used in really God-honoring, glorifying ways um, to restore the uses of things, the brokenness of our world and the sickness and death that we see around us. Not to ultimately overcome death, we know that, um, but to help us kind of navigate a lot of these challenges better. And so a few years ago, he was diagnosed with a condition where they had to amputate his leg. Um, and when they did that, I mean, he now has a prosthetic and he's able to walk again. Amen. Um, and there are even new technologies really on the horizon of being able to have robotic limbs. And that sounds crazy, sci-fi, right. Star Wars, Luke in his hand and sure. stuff like that. That stuff is not just a sci-fi re- a kind of sci-fi story. In many ways, it's becoming a reality. Right. They're still prohibitively expensive for most people. But to be able to restore that type of use, and these can be good ways to be able to use technology. Mm. But then the question becomes, should we just upgrade ourselves? Are we right. just essentially machines? And this is kind of in many ways what our, our culture by and large believes in a more naturalistic or materialistic type of understanding is that there's nothing unique and special about what it means to be human. Mm. Um, and especially it's created in God's image, which I talk a lot about in the book, kind of framing up what does it mean to be human? And that's really where you get into some of these really interesting questions, especially in ethics, about the nature of technology, what it's doing what to us, what it's, how it's shaping and forming us, and not only how we view other people, but even what does it mean to be human? What, how do we view ourselves? Mm. And so I think there's God-honoring uses of these technologies, like being able to have a robotic limb to be able to restore something that was lost, but the time that we think we need to upgrade ourselves 
as if we need to become superhumans or right. become like gods, that's when you start to get into some really thorny ethical situations that I think need a lot of wisdom, nuance, and care. Absolutely. Now, Jason's talking about his book, The Age of AI. I wonder, did you bring some extra books we could give to our listeners if they were to call in or write in and oh, yeah. tell us what they're thinking about these episodes? Yeah, I would be happy to give you guys some books. I'm going to make a promise to the first listener that writes in about this episode. We're going to send you a signed copy of Jason's book that, so you can check it out on your own time. Jason, there, sometimes we make a joke. Well, I read it online. Yeah. It must be true. You know, if it's on the internet, it's true. I'm not sure young people even know what a library is anymore because we've got Google and, and Siri and, and th things that are out there that help us just find the answers to all of life's questions. Yeah. If you could um, kind of help us, how can we approach that daily in a healthy way? Yeah. Well, as we've talked about, technology is forming and shaping us. As we said in a previous episode, it's discipling us. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's shaping how we view not only God, ourselves, mm. but even the nature of truth. Right. We see something online and we just assume it must be true, um, especially if it confirms some of the biases we already have, of or if it, it aligns with our political and uh, ideological kind of understandings of the world. And so we just assume it's true yeah. just because it's online. And while we might make kind of jokes about that, well, obviously not everything on the internet's true. <laughs> It's, it's interesting the way that social media shapes how we view what's reality and what's truth. I mean, a story can go viral. A tweet can have thousands and thousands and thousands of tweets, or an article can be shared numerous times that's completely false. Mm. It's, complete, it's right. a false narrative. It's fake news. Um, it's a conspiracy theory. And so by this point, by using that language, we naturally kind of have uh, emotions kind of evoked from some listeners of, like, you know, fake news and things like that. Reality, we live in a misinformation age right. in some sense, is that the things that we see online are not always true. Sometimes they're uh, intentionally distorted. Sometimes they're unintentionally where there's lack of context for something. Right. And that gets back to that question we were talking about where technology causes us to go faster and better and stronger. But sometimes speed isn't always wisdom. It isn't always care. It, always, it isn't always nuance or full of context. And mm -hmm. so just because we see something in our news feed, I mean, we've seen uh, technology companies recently start to introduce um, these things where you try to retweet something and it says, do you want to read the article first? <laughs> wow. Or something, hey, hey, why don't you read this? Or, you know, let's provide some more context. And, you know, yeah. is it foolproof? No. Wow. Um, but it's what it's doing is it's causing us to slow down. It's adding a little friction sure. to say maybe what you're about to share isn't true. And I think especially coming from a place of faith and a place specifically within the Christian tradition is that we value truth because Jesus is the way, the truth, and, and the life. life. Yeah. Is that we, we believe that our understanding of the world is reality. It's true. Um, and that the God of this God created everything and that he created it in a very particular way in a natural order. And so that's one of the things that we don't propagate falsities, conspiracy theories, misinformation, because we're people of the truth, Amen. even when the truth may be inconvenient mm. for our beliefs. And so that's one of the things that I think we need to slow down a little bit. And this age is causing us to go faster, 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 is to slow down and say, you know, what, is it, what does it mean to verify our sources, to check to see if this yeah. is true? Or, you know, to just slow down and say, you know, I don't have to have a comment on it right now. I think one of the magic three words that we can learn as a society is, I don't know. Right. 
I don't have to have an opinion on every single cultural or social issue. Mm. Um, I'm simply not competent for that. Um, I have certain training. I'm not able to talk about medicine, you know, or certain sciences and things like that because I'm an ethicist. Right. And that's okay is understanding our limitations, being humble about what we do know and what we don't know and what we just simply don't know yet and what we can learn. And so I think that kind of cultivating humility um, is one of the best practices we can really kind of inculcate as a culture is to slow down, ask the hard questions, and to be humble about uh, how we approach other people. I want to add, too, I think as Christian people, we have an an ethical and a moral responsibility to be the truth and the life that we've uh, we see in the pages of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, That also is a great book to read and hear at Words of Life, Jason, as you (laughs) would appreciate a kindred spirit that that to us is the guidebook for life. Uh, now, if you want to add to your reading outside of the Bible, Jason's got a great book called The Age of AI. It's available anywhere you buy your books. There is an audio book mm-hmm. available for those of you that don't consume by reading anymore, and that's okay. We just hope that you're encouraged by this conversation, and we pray that you join us next week on Words of Life. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia, 30359. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store, and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for The Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.